Welcome to the Prosperous Piano Teacher Podcast. I'm Ashley Young, pianist, instructor, and business coach, and I'm here to help you dream big about what your studio could be if you are willing to open your mind and level up your business skills. I'm going to share the tangible strategies that I've learned for streamlining and scaling your studio so that you can align your business to work for your life instead of letting your business control your life. I am so happy that you're here. Let's dive in. Hello, hello, and welcome into another episode of the Prosperous Piano Teacher Podcast. I am Ashley, and welcome in if you are new, and if you're a longtime listener, I'm really thrilled about the topic of today's episode. This is something that has been a total game changer for me in my business for many, many years. And honestly, what we're going to talk about today in this episode is going to help you outside of your business as well. This is, we're going to go through a formula that you can use to take your power back in your business and make every single conversation about your studio policies easier. This is also going to make just conversations easier in general. This formula works with my daughter. It works with um, people outside of business. It's just, it's a really good communication practice. And when you learn this formula, it helps you kind of put a stop to conversations that you don't want to be having. Right. And we have all found ourselves in those situations before. I know that I have, like when I'm having a conversation where I feel like I'm explaining why I'm raising my rates or I'm having a conversation explaining why I don't do makeup lessons. This formula is going to prevent you from having to have any of those conversations. Okay. And I love this formula. It's easy to remember. And it's something that when you choose to practice it, it starts to get a lot easier every time you do it. The first few times you do it, it can feel a little bit weird. Um, but as you get more practice with it, it starts to feel really easy. And before you know it, you don't even have to think about it anymore. Now, the precursor to this episode, this is part two of a two-part series. And so last week, I released part one of the episode where we really dove in and talked about policies that you can enact to uh, treat your clients how to treat you. Okay. And in that episode, I dove in to real life examples. I believe I went through three real life examples of like actual issues my coaching clients had or issues that I had seen talked about in Facebook groups. And I gave you policies that would kind of counteract those issues or policies that would make it so that you no longer had to deal with those issues. And so the precursor or kind of like the, yeah, the precursor to this episode is that you've listened to that episode and you already understand what those policies are and kind of how to come up with policies to combat um, repeated issues that you're having in your business. So if you haven't listened to that one, I would actually suggest that you go listen to that one first and then listen to this one because you're going to get a lot more out of this. If you listen to them out of order, that's also probably fine. Um, but I did, I definitely made them flow into each other. Okay. Now, the other thing you could do if you haven't done it already is that if you don't have time to go back and listen to that episode, I would say look in the description of this episode in the show notes and download the guide to the three ways to level up your studio policy, because that also has a lot of great information uh, like that I touched on in the last week's episode. And so that would also be helpful uh, for what you're going to hear today. All right. Now, let's see. If you don't have clear policies in place, this formula will be really difficult, right? Okay, it's gonna be a little more difficult to use. It will still work, um, but it's much easier if you have those clear policies in place because then you can point to the policies um, and you're gonna see why here in a second. So this really simple formula that is going to ensure that you get your power back, 
and to make every single conversation easier, period, but we're talking about in your business and with studio policies um, specifically, is to, first of all, validate what you hear and then restate reality, okay? And what I mean by reality here is a boundary. And so restate reality um, in the context of your studio policy means you're going to restate your policies, okay? So you validate what the person said and then you restate your policy or your boundary. And we're going to talk about some some specific ways to do this. And then I will give you um, an example of like how you could use this if you don't have a policy in place. Okay, I'll do that at the end. So validate, restate, validate, restate, validate, restate. Let's break this down. What I mean by validate is essentially let someone know that you heard them right? Let them under, let them, let them know that you understand them. You understand where they're coming from and you hear what they are saying and restate your boundary. In other words, restate the reality. So let's dive in and I'm going to break this down so you can actually see it in action. So, um, let's say that you implement and and this, this example actually came from a real coaching client. Let's say that you implement a new studio policy. And in that studio policy, you have the, the calendar for the upcoming year. Okay. And you decided that you were going to maybe follow your school calendar. And so you have quite a few studio closures that you didn't take off last year. Days when the studio is closed, but students are still paying for the monthly tuition. It's still the same amount, but the studio is closed and there will be no, no lessons. And so you, you know, you email this new policy off to people and for the most part, they're supportive, but you have someone that responds with something to the effect of, wow, you're taking off a lot of days that you haven't taken off in the past. Am I understanding that correctly? Okay. And you're all of a sudden kind of panicking, right? Like if this was me 10 years ago, I'd be panicking and be like, oh my gosh, they're totally calling me out. What do I say? What do I say? What do I say? What do I say? How do I have this conversation? How do I like explain why I'm taking the time off and justify it and communicate that they're still really getting a lot of value, even though I'm taking the time off? None of that matters. Stop. (laughs) Okay. Whenever you find yourself in a position where you're like trying to justify why you are doing something in your business, stop and don't say whatever you're thinking. Okay. Because you have to kind of like work through that frantic fear first and then come at it with, from a position of power. So if I were like allowing myself to get caught up and like, oh my gosh, I'm so self-conscious about the fact that I'm taking off more days and they're calling me out on it. And I don't know how to explain that it's okay. I don't know how to make them see that this is still like something they should pay for. I'm not going to have a great conversation if I'm trying to have the conversation from that space. Okay. But if I can shift into, huh, you know, yeah, they are saying that I'm, I'm taking a lot of days off and that is true. I am taking more days off. Um, but I also, I already made the policy and I'm not going to argue about it. And it's not, there's not really room for negotiation. That is a little bit more of a, of a position where you can use this formula. So I'm going to validate. Okay. Yes. The schedule is changing a bit going forward, and I totally understand that that feels really different than how the studio has done things in the past, okay? That's the validation. You're hearing them. Yes, the schedule is changing. You're essentially acknowledging what they said because it's true. The schedule is changing, right? And you're saying, I understand that that feels really different than the way the studio operated in the past. So you're acknowledging that you hear that it's different and that like maybe that change feels really weird to them or sudden or whatever. You're acknowledging that it is a change from how you did things in the past. Now, then the next, you you can, and, and this is where I would say you don't have to include this because what I don't want you to do is I don't want you to slip into feeling the need to explain it, right? You don't need to explain why that policy is there. 
you don't need to justify why that policy is there. And so I like to leave it pretty short where you just validate and then you restate. Let me know if the new schedule for 2024 works for you going forward or not. Okay. And that is a restatement of your boundary, which is essentially, this is my studio policy. And you know, the, the unstated boundary there is like, if you don't agree with the studio policy, then you're not in the studio. And so you validated what they said, and then you are letting them putting the ball back in their court, essentially not saying that you're going to change it, not over explaining or justifying. You're just putting the ball back in their court. Let me know if it works for you or not. Bam. You're done with that conversation. Okay. And they might reply and they might say like, oh yeah, of course we want to stay on. I just wanted to clarify. Or they might say, yeah, you know, because our lessons are on Mondays and blah, 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 blah. Like, no, we can't do it anymore. And that's also fine. Okay. But that's how we do it. We validate and restate. Now let's talk. We're going to talk through a couple more examples. And then I'm also going to give you like a, a, a modifier of this formula for those of you that feel like that's too harsh. Okay. But first let's go to the next example. So let's say that you have a policy um, where you're enacting a new policy with your families and you change your rates, okay? And you have someone that responds and they say, this is way too much money for us and we can't continue, okay? Um, in that case, validate. I totally understand if you can't make it work right now and then restate. I'll miss seeing so-and-so every week. I wish you all the best and you can even offer some recommendations or not. Right. And that's a hard one. Right. Because I know a lot of teachers have like a huge fear about students quitting. It's like you want to have your studio full and you don't want students to quit. But if you wrote if you raise your rates and someone ultimately decides that that's not for them, um, that's OK, because the rate raise when you enact a rate raise is going to offset the cost of a few people quitting, hopefully, if you're raising it enough. OK. And so if you lose a few people in the process, chances are they're probably not, not the best fit for your studio anyway, if you are trying to level up your studio. Okay. Um, another tricky situation is like when someone pushes back on a rate raise. So let's say, you know, like you raise your rates and someone writes back and says something to the effect of like, are you really charging this much? Or, you know, I don't know if we can make that work. That's really expensive. Or they're kind of like judging the fact that you are raising your rates. Again, we validate and we restate. So validate as a parent of kids in multiple activities. I can totally understand that this is a big change. Validate. And then we're going to restate from a business perspective, you know, from my, you know, from a business perspective or from, you know, from the side of my studio, this is the price going forward. So please let me know if that will work for you or not. Okay. So you're validating and you're kind of restating. And I know this might sound harsh if this isn't the way that you communicate with clients and that's okay. There are some ways that you can soften it up a little bit. Um, but this practice of like, approaching a situation with this simplicity, with a formula where you validate and you restate, it makes your brain work differently. And it takes you away from hustling. It takes you away from feeling the need to explain every business choice that you make to all of the people that you work with, right? As teachers, I know that every single one of you has it like a huge heart and you want to accommodate everybody and you want to make it work for every single student. But the reality is that teachers are also humans. We are also humans and we don't always have the time and the energy and the capacity to do that. And it can be really challenging to have difficult conversations over and over and over again. And I know from talking to teachers that sometimes the fear of those conversations in and of themselves prevents people from doing what they know is right for them and for their business. And so I want you to practice this formula, even if it sounds totally radical, even if it seems like something you would never actually use, just go through it 
you don't even have to like actually communicate with your students in this way, but just go through this little, this little formula in your personal life, in your business interactions with friends, with family, and just practice it in your mind. If you're not ready to actually say it out loud to other people and see how it feels to just say like, I don't have to actually justify it. I don't need to give you a million reasons. I can actually just validate what you're saying, which is showing you that I, I, I respect you as a human. And then I can also just restate my boundary because it is my boundary or it is my policy and that's okay. Okay. Um, the way that you show up for yourself when you start doing this, if this is something that's different for you is pretty powerful. And the way that you start to value your time, your energy, your money, your resources is pretty powerful when you start to look at situations this way. So now I want to go over one other situation and then I want to, I want to give you one concept that you can use in conjunction with this formula that might make it a little bit easier for you. If it sounds like something that you never want to do. So of course you're, there's going to be all sorts of times in your studio where someone is going to ask you to do something and the answer is a no, right? Like someone's like, oh, well, we were 10 minutes late. Can you just go 10 minutes late? I know we're your last lesson of the day, right? And you're like, dang it. Technically that is true. They are my last lesson of the day, but like, I don't want to go 10 minutes late. I have a policy where if you're late, you still just get the allotted lesson time. Okay. I want to remind you that no is a sentence. You can just say, no, that doesn't work for me right? And you don't need to apologize and you don't need to justify it. Um, but in that situation, the formula is the same validation and then restating. And in this case, the restating or the reality, the restating would really be the reality. Um, the reality is your answer is no. Right. And so the validation, if someone says, Oh, we were 10 minutes late to our lesson. And I know we are the last lesson. Is there any way you can just go 10 minutes over with us? Validation. Oh my gosh. I know. I really want to have, I really want to take advantage of the full lesson time today. And I wish we had our full hour. Unfortunately, I can't go over to, with tonight's lesson, but I look forward to seeing you guys next week. Done, right? You don't actually have to explain. You don't actually have to justify. You don't actually have to explain for 10 paragraphs. You can just say no, okay? And so anytime someone asks you to do something that you don't want to do in your studio, the answer can be no, and you don't actually have to have a reason, okay? And I know, I know that for me, that was like a, a completely mind blowing concept many years ago. And so I hope that if you are a person who's sitting here being like, oh my God, like I'm either really turned off by that idea. One, I want you to investigate why. Maybe it's because you really struggle with this. And two, if you're thinking like, wow, I've never really thought of it that way. I want you to practice. Okay. I want you to practice this a lot. And then when you have practiced this version of it, I want to give you one little softener. Okay. And a softener is something that can make the, the boundary or this, the policy maybe feel just a little bit softer. And it, this came from a friend of mine, a really good friend of mine a long time ago, who was saying that, you know, boundaries can be walls or a boundary can be a door. And there are absolutely instances where both will be appropriate. And really the only way to know if it's appropriate is to ask yourself if it feels appropriate. Okay. And so a wall would be a pretty hard boundary. Like, no, and what I just gave you, the examples that we just went through were examples of walls. Okay. These are examples of like, you know, we validate and then we restate the policy. It's a wall. It's done. The answer is no. A door would be a little tiny opening or a little tiny softener that you could add at the end of the boundary if you want to, and if it feels right. And that is the key here because you're never going to add these doors because you want the other person to like you or because you're afraid of what their response will be. 
okay? The doors have to be there because you genuinely want to put them there. And so I'm gonna give you an example of that. An example would be is if you raise your rates and you enact a new studio policy and you send the policy off and you send it to everyone and you say, these are the new rates for 2024 going forward. Um, please sign and return this by this date to secure your spot in the studio. And you have a family that you know struggles financially and you love this family and you want to make sure that they stay in the studio. You, a little door would be in that email that you send, a, a simple sentence after the email you send everyone else, you're gonna customize this one email and you're gonna say, I absolutely love having so-and-so in the studio. I don't want the price raise to be an issue. If it is, please let me know so we can have a conversation, right? That is a door. It is a softening, it's an opening. It's letting someone know that there is room for conversation about this boundary or about this policy. Now, I would say in general, don't do that, right? Because it's gonna get you, if you do it all the time, it's gonna get you into situations that you don't wanna be in and it's actually gonna like completely um, make it pointless to have a policy. So don't do that all the time, but occasionally there can be little doors. Another situation that actually recently came up with a coaching client is she, had a family who ultimately quit lessons, but the dad is like a professional musician. So he was going to continue teaching the kids, even though they couldn't take lessons in her studio anymore. And he asked if, um, if the children could still participate in the recital, even though they won't be officially a part of the studio. And her answer was a hard no, but it, you know, she was also thinking of adding like a monthly performance class to her studio. And so she kind of came up with something to say that was no, you know, I, I hear you. Like, I want them to have opportunities to perform as well. Unfortunately, no, they can't perform in the recital because the recital really is a showcase of the students that I mentor and that I teach in my studio. However, I'm thinking about implementing a monthly performance class and there could be an opportunity where maybe they participate in a few of those for a small fee throughout 2024 and that way they still get experience performing, um, you know, and it adds to their lesson experience or something like that. So you're saying no, you're saying no, you know, they can't participate in the recital, but you're also giving them a little door of like an option that could work. Okay. And this is absolutely how you can go about things. Um, especially in situations when you feel like, uh, you really do want to work with something, someone, but you don't want to go against your policies. You can either put a little door to the policy itself. Like in the first example that I went through where you offer to have a conversation about your rates, or you can have your policy that says no, but you can have other options of the ways that people can work with you if they are not, you know, if the first way doesn't work for them. Okay. This is a little bit more of an advanced strategy though. And I don't recommend this if you are just enacting policy changes for the first time, or if you are trying to step up and like level up your studio and the way people treat you in a new way, I don't recommend that you do these little doors because it's a little bit more of a practiced and advanced strategy. Okay. So that concludes part two of our little series on implementing new studio policies, getting your power back, and also having conversations about those policies um, just be a lot easier. I, If you got something out of this episode, if you wouldn't mind taking a quick second to rate it, you can give it however many stars you want to give it. And then if you would take one minute and write a review, that would be amazing. It really warms my heart to see the reviews. And also it helps me get this information out to other piano teachers. I mentioned this in the last episode, but my, honestly, the whole reason that I started this podcast, I genuinely want to revolutionize the music teaching business as a whole, the industry as a whole. I want to have every single piano teacher making more money, having more energy, having more time, having the kind of business that feeds their soul and their heart and their life so that they can show up in their life how they want to. 
Okay. And I know that might sound crazy to you, but that is genuinely my goal. I want to revolutionize the entire industry so that it is more respected to the public as a whole. And also so that at the very least teachers respect and value themselves more. So if you are interested in helping me on that mission, if you want to also help other teachers get access to this information, writing a little review of the podcast or sharing it with some other piano teachers would be a huge help in that mission. And I would really, really appreciate it. You are amazing. I hope you have an incredible week. You can do this. I will talk to you next week. Have a great one. Hey there, thank you for being here. I love connecting with you every single week. And one of my favorite parts of connecting with you is actually getting to know you. I created a free community for business-minded piano teachers to come together every single week, connect and learn even more tangible strategies for business streamlining and scaling. You can join using the link in the show notes and I can't wait to get to know you.